Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's the J&J Sports Show. I'm Joey, and joined with always is Jacob here. Jacob, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Joey? Uh, you know, pretty good. What is it, a Thursday night? Cinco de Mayo. Yep. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Happy Cinco uh, de Mayo. Penguins lost. You know, whatever. Yeah. Can't yeah. complain. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, also, I, I, I was going to say this before we start, like, before we did the intro, but, you know, we haven't been we haven't done this in a while. We've both been busy. I know you had golf a couple weeks yeah, ago, it, and like my work mm-hmm. schedule and your work schedule have kind of you know collided a little bit. But how was golf? Yeah, it's it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge, but it's not. It was nice to take a week's vacation off since last week was finals week, just to kind of finish up with school and just really enjoy a little bit of a little bit of a decompression period, just to kind of ease into summer break now. So yeah, that's kind of nice now that we can do this at our leisure. Kind of nice. Right, you're right. Well, so, okay. So I know you just said summer break and whatnot. I don't know. I know it's not just me, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on it. The other day I went to the science center on Monday Mm -hmm. uh, and it was like, I left and it was probably like three 30 in the afternoon and I was walking around Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? Like it's three 30 on a Monday. I'm not used to, you know, not doing some form of work on a Monday yeah. afternoon. I, I feel like I don't know what to do with, like what to do with myself, especially now that it's summer and I have, you know, yeah. every, like either a couple of days off in between of work or like every other day, like, I don't know what to do other than to just like sit in the apartment and like be yeah. ready to do schoolwork or something. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because last week, last weekend, like not this, like not this weekend that just passed the weekend before that I was yeah. golfing down in West Virginia. And then I had two days at home and then Friday through Sunday, I was up in New York visiting family in New York state. So, and then Monday morning, I started work at like six o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, you talk about like just sitting around the apartment, not doing anything for me. It was like, it's a Monday morning and yeah. I'm getting up at six o'clock and going to work whenever, like I was getting off at 11, it felt like wow, I should be really going to class right now. It just kind of, it felt a little strange, but now that we're kind of like a week through, I feel like I'm kind of getting used to it a little more. Yeah, I think probably after this weekend hits and like my normal work schedule, you know, starts to flow, I feel like I'll probably mm-hmm. be able to find things to do. But yeah, past like week, like the week, cause I didn't even, we, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't really have like any finals. And then- I, like, I, I didn't either, I had- yeah, I had one that would like I had an online final for my one class that was just through like the software that we used all semester. And then I had one that I had I would have had to go in person to take. But since I was away golfing for school, he let me take it online like when I think it was Wednesday morning. So it just it just worked out like that. And it was an open note. It would have been an open notes test in class. So it was just an open notes test at home. So it kind of took the pressure off and it, it just made, it made life a little easier taking that final. So it was nice. 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 All right. So now that we got all that out of the way, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's start talking sports. So we're going to start with penguins, but we, uh, we have a pretty great opportunity that was thrown our way. We're, uh, we're going to be putting at least one segment in the pod, uh, Every Saturday, I think, I don't remember if the time fluctuates or not, but I remember getting a notification around like three Mm -hmm. on the uh, CBS KDKA app. We're going to be in our Point Park News segment. Uh, So to keep the segment alive, we're going to be doing some of the pod. We're going to throw a segment in there. It's going to be Pittsburgh sports, you know, Penguins, Steelers, Pirates. It'll probably switch up throughout the the summer and then into the Mm -hmm. fall if we continue. But we're going to start with Penguins right now. 
Uh, I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, the Penguins lost, uh, but let's start, let's start with game one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Game one was two days ago in New York. Yeah. Um, Slow start for the Penguins. Um, You know, Tristan Jari led up two. I mean, and then, you know, what happened after that? Like, take it away, Jacob. It's all you. Well, uh, Jari actually didn't play because Jari was hurt. Or not so Jari, sorry. It, uh, it was the Smith. Smith was in net. So, I mean, ha- like you haven't not really, like you said, you were working, so you didn't really watch any of it. If you were a Penguins fan and you missed the first period and just saw the second period, you'd have thought the Penguins were dominating all game. Mm-hmm. That was not the case. I mean, if you watched the whole first period, New York ran rough shot over the Penguins. I mean, and it was – not close. The shot totals was maybe close, but I mean, in terms of zone time, New York really dominated in the Penguin zone and they jumped out to an early, like they jumped out to an early one, nothing lead. So I feel like for the Penguins to really weather the storm in the first period, that was really a big boost for them to kind of just like say, Hey, we're still in this game. And obviously it's only one period and it's only game one. So there's plenty of opportunity for you, but I feel like just with, how they kind of responded to that. I feel like that kind of propelled the game forward and that really set the tone for how the rest of the game was going to funnel because they jumped, they had it, they were down two nothing and then they got it to two one and then they jumped to three one. So I think it was three one. It may have been three two, but Gensel scored two goals mm-hmm. that were set up brilliantly by Sid and then Russ scored a goal yeah, to make it three three. At the um, end of the second, I think it was end of the second period. So, I mean, the Penguins had 25 shots in the second period, just in the second period alone. Going into the third period, they had 35 for the game. I mean, that's some pretty good numbers. And you're going up against a Vesna caliber goaltender in Igor Shosturkin. I mean, to put up those numbers, like I said, is nothing short of like a really good, like, really good feet, I guess is a good way to put it. And even for the game, they put up 83 shots in Shashirk and Shashirk and saved 79 of them. And he got, and he lost, he made the second most saves in NHL history for the entire game. And he didn't even get a win. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty wild to me, but what did you see in the game above the parts that you saw at least? Um. So the third period I saw, I saw like the back end of the third period and it looked, mm-hmm. Like I originally said it looked like some clean hockey, but then I started to realize that especially after watching today's game, the refs are not really calling a whole lot of anything, which could go either way. Um, Third period. I mean, it looked like some strong hockey on both sides. Uh, And then especially going into the all three overtimes, really good, clean, not clean, but good hockey on both sides, you know, both sides. And then, I mean, Deming (laughs) pulling up, after his, what was it, spicy pork belly and broccoli dinner and, you know, getting the win out for the Penguins. I mean, I can't complain about that, especially. Well, let me let me just say, like, what my thought, real quick, not sorry to interrupt, but, like, real oh, quick, good. what my thoughts were. Like, I'm sitting at home, and I'm watching this with my dad next to me, and we're watching, and Deming, DeSmith goes over to the bench, and we're thinking, like, okay, well, something, like, you know, sometimes they'll do that. Like, you know, their equipment fails, like like a helmet strap comes loose or something or something mm-hmm. on like their pad comes loose and they need the equipment trainer yeah. to fix yeah. it. You know, that's routine. But whenever Domingue skated out, I kind of looked over at my dad and he looked at me and it's kind of like, 
wait a minute this is like this is happening yeah like, no i thought he like, i thought it was like, something what, wrong with this like, what's, like what's going on here like we kind of got like really and then my first reaction was it, of course it was a like a penguins defensive zone face off my biggest concern was domingo's in the net and the first shot he faces gets put right past in double overtime and we lose that yeah. that's how we lose the game I was concerned about that, but then he made like the two quick saves and I was like, okay, he's settling in now. And he made a couple of like really high caliber saves, yeah, which was really good for being like ice cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I mean, what you were saying about the equipment stuff, I honestly thought that he was going over because something was wrong with the skate blade. And then I saw Demi out of the Zamboni tunnel and I was like, oh man, like I don't, I have no idea what's going on right now. And quite honestly, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect us to win. If I'm going to be hundred percent honest. Well, I'm not going to say I didn't expect us to win because obviously I expect them to win with the amount of talent that they put out on the ice every game for 60 minutes. And obviously like for more than that in game one, but I mean, they contended really other than the first period, they contended that whole game, the first period penguins that were out there and the second through the third overtime penguins that were out there were two very, very different teams. So once that second period team came out, it's kind of like, okay, they could maybe do something here. And they didn't really yak any opportunities up in overtime and they didn't really capitalize in, on any until the third period. And it was just a lucky deflection by Evgeny Malkin. And well, that was, that was good enough. So it kind of worked out in our favor to kind of jump out to a series lead. Yeah. All right. So game today up one, nothing mm-hmm. in New York still. We're going to keep this one short because it was kind of a rough loss, especially yeah. farther into the game. Uh, Jake Gensel scores half off Jake mm-hmm. Jake's tomorrow at a milkshake factory. Yep. And yep. Sidney Crosby scores. I honestly thought mm-hmm. that Sidney Crosby goal, he was going to take it all the way and not get, uh, you know, a sister. I thought it was going to be a solo goal. Luckily, you know, yep. the redirecting got it. And right after that, it went downhill. Um, yeah. If you had, uh, let's see, if you had like a minute to describe how the Penguins played in game two today in New York, how would it go? I didn't really see a whole lot of the game, like much like you, I was working and I got off at nine o'clock. So it was just really like the third period. And unfortunately for me, that was kind of the period that the Penguins kind of got ran over by a bus. Mm -hmm. But in my eyes, just getting like notifications and everything, I feel like there wasn't really a whole lot Domingue could do. I feel like a lot of his goals that were let in weren't really his fault. Like I know the fifth goal wasn't, or the fourth goal wasn't because it hit off of Matheson. I mean, there's it went right five on him. He didn't have enough time to react. So there wasn't much he could have done. The goals two and three, I think it was, were tippins. And yeah. they were also on they were also on the power play. So don't get in the penalty box and get like cleared the lane for Domingue to see the puck. Yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, you had you need secondary scoring too. You can't let Jake, you can't just have Jake and Sid kind of like be your only scoring. You need someone like obviously a Zucker whenever he comes back, but like a captain and like p- players like those, like they can make an impact as well. Like whenever we had Phil Kessel, he always found a way to be on the score sheet, whether or not it was making assists or scoring big goals to kind of propel the team forward. You know, so stuff like that. I feel like we're far from out of the series, but just the little things to improve on going into game three and coming back home. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <clears throat> uh, I mean, 
game three and four, both in Pittsburgh. What game tomorrow or not tomorrow, but Saturday night, Saturday, Monday. And then Monday. Yeah. I think I might try and go to the big screen on Monday, but uh, yeah, that's all. That's uh, that's all we have for our penguin segment. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thanks everyone for listening that checks out on the CBS app. Um, Where can they, where can they check us out at Jacob? On Twitter and Instagram at J underscore J sports show, all one word. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Hopefully we'll see you next week. Peace. See you. All right. Back to the normal, the normal episode. (laughs) We're going to start pirates. We uh, it's been a couple weeks since uh, we've talked some pirates. I've seen a few games. Um, There's been a lot. Did you go? Uh, I didn't know. I don't, I went to one of the national games, but that was before we. Uh, you didn't go to the Padre games? Nah, I was thinking about it, but I didn't end up going. I could have gone during one of my breaks at work, but I was like, for 30 minutes, it's not even worth it. Um, so no. the last episode we had was on the 19th of April. Uh, that game, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we talked about that during the pod we were recording. They lost 5-2. Since then, they've had 13 games, mm-hmm. and they've lost nine of those 13 games. Yeah. Um, one of those being a 21, nothing, uh, loss to the Cubs, um, which was kind of embarrassing. Luckily, uh, we won that series. We won three of the four games. So like, it's not that bad, but still that's one of the worst, uh, you know, L's and pirates and MLB. Well, one of my things was when it happened, you know, you can't really help but laugh. Oh yeah. in In my eyes. It's like a it's like a train crash. You know, you you can't help but look and see it happen. And a dumpster fire is a good way to describe the pirates season sometimes, but I'm gonna describe this game as a train crash because it happened. I kind of like, okay, well, it's eight nothing, you know. Maybe we can just make it eight four and you know, see what kind of happened from there. And then it goes to 15 nothing. And there's like something like that. And it's kind of like, okay, well that's kind of done for the day, you know, just put in the position players to pitch. And then I'm kind of, and I'm watching And as a pirates fan, I'm kind of cheering for the Cubs to get to 20. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as much as it hurt me to watch that game and see the, the runs continuously. Like how could you not cheer for 20 then? Yeah. I mean, like, obviously I'm not going to cheer for the Cubs because they're, you know, a division team, but at the same time I was like, all right, well, I think once they got to like 14, 15, I was like, all right, well, how, how much farther can they go? Um, but we well, did... I'm kind of like, ahead, I'm getting notifications on my phone. Cause I wasn't watching the game. We, I think I was maybe alcohol with my dad that day. Cause it was a nice, I remember it was a nice day. And it's kind of like, like I said, it was just like, okay, well it's four, eight, 12, mm-hmm. 15 yeah. and then it was just kind of like holy hell it just keeps going up and up and up and up and we're not scoring anything it'd be different if we maybe scored like five six runs okay yeah you lose scoring five six runs by giving up 15 yeah. but I'm, i mean whew. yeah no it was pretty embarrassing um but the yeah. games we did win we won against let's see those three games against chicago four three four mm-hmm. two four three uh, and then we won. And we won the game after twenty-one nothing. So I mean, that just yeah, goes I to mean, show so it's you. Okay. Like, you, give, you give up twenty-one runs. Okay, well that's just it counts as one loss. Tomorrow's another day. Go out and win the game, and they did, which I was very impressed with. Yeah, 
following the Cubs, we played the Brewers. Uh, first game, 12-8 loss. Second game, 3-1 loss. Third game, 3-2 loss. We, caught, we kept up, especially against the Brewers. The Brewers have been pretty hot. I'm pretty sure I saw some earlier today, if I remember correctly, that the Brewers in their last, like, 11 games have hit, like, 13 home runs or something like that. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, but I think after those, those games, three games are just – those three games are just an example of like how the pirates work. Whenever you get a good outing out of your pitchers, whether or not it's a bullpen game or a good, like a good strong outing from your starter, they won't hit. They will not hit to give him any insurance runs. But then whenever your pitchers can't pitch or in the bullpen struggles and they give up 12 runs, that's whenever the offense performs, they need to kind of string like together the right day. So it's kind of like whenever your pitchers do well, you score runs to like, had them and give them confidence rather than make them pitch like being down one run or like being even the whole time yeah it's not that bad and uh i mean i hate to say it but at least we're not the reds so yeah that that, that is safe to say uh but after the brewers game i couldn't find that stat but it was something along those lines uh after the brewers Mm -hmm. series we played the padres at home uh without fernando they still beat us we kept up a little bit in games two and three. Game one ran away from us. I mean, we lost seven three, whatever. Then yeah. this these last two games uh, against the Tigers in Detroit, uh, lost three two yesterday. We won seven two mm-hmm. today. Thankfully, yes, uh, we needed a win. Oh, did they play ball. today, or was that the second half? Uh, I think they played both games today. Actually, were they today? Uh, or wait a minute, yesterday. Both games were yesterday because the Both first game, the first okay. game was a uh, was rained out, so they just double headed it. Uh, oh, okay, okay. But won both of those games. Um, let's see, what's our current record right now? We are ten and fourteen, third in the NL Central behind the Cardinals and the Brewers. Uh, five and seven at home, five and seven and away. Last ten were three and seven. I really can't be disappointed with that record, then. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm team. I'm not at all, especially I mean. 24 games in, uh, we were at 500 like a couple weeks ago. And I mean, yeah. so we're only like, what, a month, month and a half, give or take a few days into baseball. There's still a lot more games yeah. to play. The only games that I'm like actually kind of nervous for are these upcoming ones. Uh, I mean, we play the Reds in our next four games. So like, I'm not really too worried about that in Cincinnati. But like we play the, we go from playing the Reds, we play the Dodgers at home for a three game series. We play the Reds again. Ooh. Cubs, Cardinals, Rockies. The Rockies are hot. And then we play San Diego again, and then the Dodgers again. So I don't know how I feel about, like, our next month-ish of baseball. Mm -hmm. Granted, who knows? Because I saw the Pirates beat the Padres twice last year, and that was with Fernando. I mean, the Pirates will play well against the good teams. Like, they will win against the teams that they should not win against but they will lose to the teams that they should be 20 to nothing. Like we play four games against the Reds. I, I'd be willing to bet that we we'll will probably, probably lose two of them. We will probably split that series. Yeah. We'll probably lose two of them. Whenever we should not split, we should sweep that series. But you know, whatever I'm uh, what else do I have to say about the pirates? Uh, Kevin Newman. I mean, Kevin Newman was on injured list with Brian Reynolds, the COVID yeah. injury list. But Reynolds was brought back up. I don't think Newman has been brought back. Not uh, that I saw. Said, no. I'm pretty sure it's time to bring O'Neill Cruz up. Honestly, 
What could I it hurt? That O'Neill Cruz has been his numbers don't look great in Indy, but like he's ready. Like, come on, guys. I don't think Kevin Kevin Newman's the only reason I think they left Kevin Kevin Newman in the big leagues for now is because of his defensive ability. Mm-hmm. I said that two-ish weeks ago, and he gave up like two errors in the, in the, on the same day. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really know what defensive ability he has left anymore. I'm pretty sure I had another error within the next couple games, and he's just not hitting like whatsoever. No. No. Uh, only like just just bring him up. Like I think it's time. I'm ready for it. I know other Pirates fans are ready for it. Uh, and I know the team is probably ready for it, but I don't want to. I just, I just think like, what could it hurt? Your team right now is we like on an on a day that the team's idle. We're ten and fourteen. So you're telling me that you're going to do better? You're going to do worse with Cruz? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think you're going? Is he really going to hurt you that much that it's not worth bringing him up? I don't, I don't think it is. I, just, I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, but you know, it's the pirates. So like, what are we going to do? It's the pirates way of thinking, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like once, if, and when we decide to call up Cruz, uh, I think we might be better off. I still think, like I said earlier this year, that we'll probably win 70 games. Maybe with, you know, Cruz coming up, maybe we win 80. I don't want to knock on wood a little bit, but I don't want to, speak any lies into existence but i think that's, realistically that's, with the way we're playing with the way we're playing and the teams that we're playing i realistically think we could probably win 80 games this year i don't know how well we'll do against uh st louis and uh the brewers but against the cubs and the reds i mean we look fine and against and the dodgers the, too we look fine yeah especially in the dodgers like i don't i think this three games against the dodgers next week i don't want to say we'll win two but i think we could we could win one I think we – I honestly think we can win two. Depending on who's pitching, I think we can win two. Yeah, I'd agree with them. Now, you said the Rockies were hot. I think one of the hottest teams in baseball as we're filming this is the New York Mets. And I got – I just got a stat courtesy of ESPN on my phone a couple of minutes ago, and we had just started talking about the Pirate schedule, so I didn't want to interrupt you. Right? They said that – the Mets were down seven to one against the Phillies in the ninth inning, and they came back to score seven runs. So they won the game eight to seven against the Phillies. And they were oh oh in 330 over the past 25 seasons when trailing by at least six entering the ninth inning. And they came back to win. So just a little interesting stat that I got during filming here. Yeah, Which I mean, I the Mets 19-9. Cool. and nine. Uh, Let me just read the top of the divisions. 19-9 and nine in the East, 18-8 and eight Brewers mm-hmm. in the Central, 16-7 and seven, uh, Dodgers in the West, and then for the American League. Yankees actually just snapped their, I think it was 11-game win streak that they had. They lost to Toronto. Toronto, yeah. They're 18-7 and seven right now. That division, I mean, we said that was, the division was going to be hot, and it is. Uh, mm-hmm. AL Central, Twins are up 15-11. Uh, and then the West Angels, 17 and 10. I mean, we figured as long as Otani and Trout are healthy, they'd be at the top of the division. Yep. Um, I mean, that's all I have on Pirate stuff. I mean, not really much, just games are going on and whatnot. So we could move to, we can move to NFL draft now if you want. I know that was last Thursday. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Steelers, 20th overall pick. I watched all of the first round. 
I'll give you, I'll give you my thoughts on what I thought was going to happen. So I know the Giants had the fifth and seventh overall pick, and I know the Steelers were potentially in the running to take that seventh overall pick. Uh, the Giants took Evan Neal or whatever, something Neal, and they took, they didn't take whoever we thought they were going to take. Panthers also, no. I think they took a lineman from NC State when we thought they were going to take Kenny. Uh, mm-hmm. So we waited and waited. The next possible opportunity was uh, the Saints at 19 and the Falcons, I think, at 15 or 16. They both mm-hmm. didn't take a quarterback. So it was down to Kenny and Malik. Me being the guy that I am, I preferred Kenny over Malik just because he's a pit guy. And I think I honestly think Kenny fits the Steelers scheme. And I think Kenny's a Pittsburgh guy through and through. Yep. Malik Willis ended up getting drafted by the Titans in the third round, I think. Uh, it, it definitely but, wasn't in the second because I saw something saying that there was only one quarterback taken and like through two rounds. And that was like a big headline. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was taken in the third, but Kenny Pickett, new Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he moved from Pitt, to, you know, Steelers right across the hall in the training facility. Um, I'm glad I really am. I know there will be a quarterback competition. Like we were saying earlier with uh, Kenny and Mitch and then, with our seventh round pick, the quarterback. And then, I mean, Mason's just there. We were saying earlier that we think Mason will go. I think we're right. But yeah, you know, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Kenny being drafted? I don't hate it right now. I thought I'm really happy that we didn't try and trade up because we ended up getting what we wanted in the first place. So it kind of worked out in our favor. But I feel like we need like we needed some weapons outside like we i think george pickens was his name i'm he was the wide receiver from george i think pickens is his name i feel like he was a really solid addition and i feel like it's still going to be a quarterback competition for between mitch and kenny so i mean you knew they were going to take a quarterback but i think kenny just provides more for the team than Malik does. And I know, like, how can you say that right now? Just like having not see him play a down in the pros. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like with Kenny having played under a Matt Canada scheme before, I feel like that kind of helps him out in a sense. So I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I don't hate it, but I want to seek some production before I can really make like a firm assessment about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just interesting to see the smoke screens that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers were throwing out there with Malik. Because I honestly, from what they were saying and all the different things and the stories that I was hearing about Mike and his relationship with Malik, I really mm-hmm. thought that we were going to draft Malik and then Kenny would fall to someone else. Uh, what if they thought that we were going to draft Malik? I don't think they expected pick. That's only, I was I was saying that the other day. I was like, I wonder what Kenny's thought process was because I – like, I'm curious because I kept seeing every time there was a team that was potentially in the running to get Kenny, they would show mm-hmm. him and then he'd be like holding his phone. And I wasn't sure if he'd taken if he had taken a call already or if he yeah. was waiting for one. And I was getting nervous. So I wasn't really sure what to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad we have Kenny. Uh, I think our offense is going to look scary this year. No matter who our quarterback is, Claypool, Deontay, George Pickens, and uh, who is that guy out of Memphis? Uh, quarterback, or not quarterback, Calvin Austin. Cornerback. That's who it was. 
yeah. Calvin Austin. I remember I saw something. Sauce Gardner, who got drafted, one of the top corners in the league, was asked mm-hmm. who the hardest uh, guy to cover wide receiver was, and Calvin Austin was his answer. So he's small, but he's quick. He reminds me of Tyreek. So yeah. I'm excited to see what our offense has to do this year. Uh, I mean, and our defense. We brought back uh, Terrell Emmons. We're, we're yep. out of the running for Tyron Matthews. He just got signed by the Saints. But yeah. I honestly think – I saw like a potential mock draft for the for the draft next year, and they had us at nine. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I honestly think we'll do pretty good. I don't think we'll win the division. I think the depending on what the Bengals are doing with their O line, I honestly think we'll probably be at two. But it'll be a fight with the Ravens because their defense looks scary, especially after their draft this year. What were your thoughts whenever they traded Hollywood Brown, though? I. I don't know. I was honestly surprised, but I was more surprised to hear Hollywood say that the scheme didn't fit him in Baltimore. Well, it didn't. Yeah, I don't it, know. Especially with a running back at your uh, it, at under center. But you know, whenever you have a running back, a quarterback that's more a running back than a quarterback, and you throw and he throws to Mark Andrews more than he throws to his wide receivers. Hollywood Brown does he doesn't get as many like nearly as many touches as he could Mm -hmm. so go where the money's greener yeah I think he'll probably be he'll definitely be better off in Arizona especially with his college quarterback Kyler I I'd agree with that and especially with now with um yeah DeAndre Hopkins being suspended six games that kind that just kind of boosts him up the ladder a little Mm -hmm. bit and now Kyler's going to lean on him. So I feel like that kind of helps him out in the long run. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, that's all I have. It says that we have six minutes left in this meeting. I don't know why it keeps showing me these things whenever we record, but I mean, that's all I have unless you have anything else. No, I really don't have anything else. I'm looking forward to seeing if the Steelers make any offseason moves. I'm looking forward to hopefully the Penguins rebounding early like late this week and early next so we can maybe jump out to a 3-1 lead at you know win two games at home you never know yeah and i'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks of baseball that the pirates have in store for them because those should be good games against some pretty intense opponents oh yeah this next month for pittsburgh pittsburgh sports is going to be crazy pirates and penguins wise and then i mean whatever the steelers manage to do i mean Um, as long as if, if the penguins just win a series the city will go berserk. Oh, 100%. and then they they will just get even more behind them. You're right. You're right. Uh, well, that's all we have. Uh, thanks everyone for coming to listen. Uh, and where can they find us, Joe? J underscore J J underscore J Sports Show on Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, follow our personal socials. I'm at Bob Dog B O V A D A W G on Instagram. And I am at Jacob Kubik, J-A-C-O-B-K-U-B-I-C-K-318 on Instagram. Word. Well, we'll, uh, we got a lot in store. We can't wait for uh, the next episode. Peace out, everyone.